Baby having trouble sleeping? I've tried everything. Why not try the Draft Podcast? Well, how does it work? Easy. It is boring. The Draft Podcast is boring and it puts babies to sleep. Which means if you listen to the Draft Podcast, you are boring. I am not Danny, and that is definitely not Bone Song. Oh no. If you are a boy, baby, listen to the Draft Podcast at JabroniU.com. If you are not a boy, baby, listen to New Jabroni Pro Wrestling at JabroniU.com. Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. What is that? The future of radio. Coming to you from Fabulous Studio B Plus in Bradenton, Florida, it's New Jabroni Pro Wrestling with me, Daniel Salorzno, and Bonesaw, Ryan Runnick. Oh, yeah. G1 season, baby. And in no hasty way whatsoever, we are prepared with drinks because it is officially our four-year jabroniversary. We, we knew about it, we staked it out, we planned it thoroughly, and we had everything exactly where it needed to be at the time that it needed to be there. And we had drinks specially prepared. They were in no way hastily gathered up at the last second. What did, what did you have prepared ahead of time that was in no way hastily gathered up or thrown together? I had this uh, very well prepared in advance, so prepared in advance that I opened it on Saturday, KBS Hazelnut. Hey, hey. So, luckily I had a, a large celebratory beer ready to go for this very not hastily prepared celebration. Well, I am uh, having a gin and water on the rocks with lemon and lime juice and a splash of Sprite Zero. Ooh. The exact drink of choice, uh, apropos of four years of working together. <laughs> it's, I, I, I see the symbolism in each in each item mixed within. Oh, and it's so strong. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have, no time for measurements. Uh, we, you know, a couple weeks ago we had a bunch of all these like different, basically uh, just like a flavored uh, carbonated waters. Any of which would have gone excellent into this drink concoction. Mm. I'm missing out. Ah. Ooh. Ooh, it's strong. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh... At least that'll make it last. G1 season, we're tacking on extra shows this go-around because there's a extra beefy roster, which you guys already know about. This ain't, this ain't new. And, uh... What are you, what are you thinking just straight off the bat, first opening nights? Very good opening nights. A reminder why the G1 is the top wrestling tournament, the top event in all of professional wrestling, the most quality wrestlers putting on the most excellent matches. It's one of those ones where you forget. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like the first match of the night. Well, not the first match, but like the first of the main event, the first of the G1 matches could be the best of the four. Like this, this shorter shorter blocks, you got some really good pairings, and everybody's going out for their best. They were so good. They were so good. Results... A couple crazy results, but the matches were so good. It is an insult to this gin that I put Sprite Zero in it, man. It's not even, like, garbage gin. It's, like, decent gin. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's going to get me drunk, so, you know, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's uh, let's get into it because uh, we got our we got our work cut out for us this you know upcoming five weeks because we're we're going hard again like we like we do every year. Mm-hmm. For news and content updates, be sure to follow us on Instagram at jwrestling and of course at jabroniuwrestling.com. If you want merch, head over to our Threadless store at jabroniu.threadless.com. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, and remember to give us that sweet Dave Meltzer five-star rating. Bookmark us on Instagram or tell us how you feel directly at jabroniuwrestling at gmail.com. Cowards! Come at me, bro. Well, night one, we're at the Hokkaido Prefectural Sports Center, and it's the, that's the home of Taichi, baby. Oh, is this? Is, is, oh, okay. That makes... No, it doesn't make sense, because the night two commentary is the one that I was... I was taking notes on. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> Land of Taiji. I mean, at last last time he was there, he called he called the building the cutting edge building a dump. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll see what he has to say this go around. And you know, we we watched the whole we watched the whole shows. I, you're gonna you're gonna get context from the uh, from the post match if anyone said anything interesting enough. But we're gonna we're gonna go right into these. We're starting off with Tanahashi versus Hanare, and as is the course, or par for the course, rather, uh, we give our numbered, uh, it's the kid wrestler scale. We're, we're numbering all these matches, and uh, this one was this one was my number four, because yes, sir. normally it's out of five, but there's only four block matches this go around, so. Automatic upgrade for this loser match. Yep. Num- number four, Tanahashi versus Hanare, and, you know, Tanahashi plays the air guitar, and then Hanari <laughs> plays the air guitar and <laughs> smashes it and kicks the pieces out of the ring. <laughs> it was pretty good. God bless Tanahashi for A, making that fool Nelson look like it actually might hurt him, and B, for <laughs> immediately hitting Hanari with every offensive move he has in his arsenal right in a row. Put put him back in his place. Who does this upstart think he is? I'm trying to remember what he did. He did like he did like two dragon screws and a a sling Mm. blade and and some some other Tanahashi move. It's all right after one another. It was very funny to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have a ton of notes on this other than you know Hanari hits Streets of Rage for a big fat upset in 11 minutes and 11 seconds. Yeah, Tana, Tanahashi doing the freaking job, man. First, first last year he's putting over Chase Owens, and this year, Aaron Hanare. I, I, I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. I don't know. I don't, I don't buy it. I mean, this man, this man was his most recent important match was for the interim AEW World Heavyweight Championship, and then he goes and lays down for Hanare. Oh man, what a, what a letdown. Very disappointing. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, he's still Tanahashi, and it's a, he, and then he's at the, the end of the day, Hanare Hanare might be a different person because you know he was Toa Hanare, you know, last year. So, uh, you know what? I don't know. Still look about the same. His strikes are interesting. He does like a little extra movement with all of his like, like his leg kicks out while he's punching or something. He's got a little extra flourish to him. I have to keep an eye on that. Uh, probably all that extra weight he's swinging around. He's uh, maybe packed on packed on some pounds. Well, enjoy maybe. that win, Hanare, because you ain't beating anyone be else in C Block. Well, well, maybe Goto. <laughs> do you think Goto's Goto. gonna? Do you think Goto's gonna get more than two points? No, he'll beat Hanare. Hanare. Do you think gonna he's gonna, gonna low, even man. get the two points? Oh, I hate that. 
because other people, the people who actually write write stuff down, they they, uh, they they seem to like go to a little more than we do. <sighs> yeah. Crazy, I know. Yeah, but you know, do do something. What mm-hmm. he, he hasn't he hasn't done anything of note lately except for lose his company's tag team belts, and now he's. He, I mean, he is the biggest embarrassment in the company. Going taking a big old plane ride just to drop some belts to some bald guy. And and on top of that. They're carrying around those loser six man belts like they mean even like they even mean anything. Ishii ain't even carrying his belt around. <laughs> it's just like it's just like a little uh, like an undershirt for the main belt. You, you get a real belt and then you put that over top of your your never six man title. Fucking bums. That's all it's good for. It's a buffer buffer Fu- belt. Fucking bums. Uh, it's it, they're a disgrace. They're an absolute disgrace. Get out of here with that. All right. Embarrassing. Well, we'll we'll get on we'll get onto this one and I you know I gotta say this is the match of the night. You are correct, sir. It was absolutely the match of the night, which is, which is, uh, which is not surprising because I saw this on the thing on the on the schedule. And I said this is gonna be the match of the night because <laughs> I'm I'm very excited for it. And these guys, these guys very rarely let you down, especially especially Osprey. I feel like ELP usually usually goes and, and brings it, but Osprey, man, just anytime you think it's gonna be a good match, he he delivers, man. He's so consistent. Yeah, I, I will I will give him that. His you know. His uh, disappointments are only, you know, in real life. Basically, anything he says on Twitter, just <laughs> no. He's such a dork. I mean, he's such a dork. But and also, I mean, I I don't know. I think the allegations and stuff against him. I don't know if the, that stuff ever was that ever founded or, or substantiated or anything. I don't. I'm not to drag it into that into those kind of conversations. But uh, he's he's. I haven't a- gone digging myself. He's accused of shady business practices. Uh, okay, we yeah, can yeah. we can leave it at that, and that makes mm-hmm. him not a cool person. But yeah, you know, that's not good. So you know, it's he doesn't need to be. Th- I don't know. It, whatever. It's yes, life life's a meritocracy enough as it is, and that's that's enough of a challenge. Let's not throw wrenches in other people's way. Yeah. Okay. El Fantasma comes out, and his jacket says "extremely mm. long phallus." Once again, thank God El Fantasmo is in this tournament. Oh, it's uh, he, he already was in, in the lead of the tournament with his press conference uh, that he had. Uh, the <laughs> message he had Chris Charlton read. <laughs> he had Chris Charlton roast everyone on the roast. panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Will Ospreay got it the most. It was great. Okay, well, feel feel free to uh, chime, chime in here. Uh, the, the bell rings and... Osprey immediately shotgun dropkick out of the corner into a Topico Hilo, and this match is already just smoking mm. hot, very good, for mm. the, the second the bell rings. The top rope springboard, Muda Moonsault to the outside from El Fantasmo is excellent. Yeah, that was and that was one of the ones. Big big match, though. He got like extra extra air, extra distance. He went pretty far from the ring on that one. And, and it looked really good too. Like they it connected and Will Will was in just the right spot. And it is good because just recently he, just recently enough, uh, going back to Forbidden Door, he did his uh, top top rope walk into the moonsault to the outside, which is very mm. impressive. I just like the jump up to the to the very tippy top rope, like just getting up onto that top rope is just extra impressive. It's pretty mm. much the same thing, but it's just enough different to make me go, "Hey, you you just did that," except he didn't because mm. he did that. It said it was awesome. Mm-hmm. No nut stomping today. And that second tree of woe drop kick to Osprey looked extra slow and good. <laughs> He's 
sailed through the air like a bumblebee and just kicked him right in the face. El Phantasmo blindly dodging the hook kick and immediately hitting the Enziguri <laughs> off the tiger wall kick. Uh, it, it was great. Uh, and then after that, they had a forearm exchange and it mm-hmm. was just very, very good. And we're at the 10 minute mark. So it's, they, they haven't, they haven't let off the gas. This, this match slaps. Yeah, this match just fucking went. Uh, Osprey hit two really nasty power bombs at El Phantasmo. That first one almost looked like he landed on his like on his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sudden death, super solid. He just like we see super kicks so often, but El Phantasmo mm-hmm. is big and lanky, and he hit it right on Osprey's face, and he just it just snapped really good. It was just a very yeah. good super kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ozcutter reversed into a backslide, followed by a face-first hidden blade. <laughs> that was so good, man. The the Ozcutter into the backslide was so smooth. Like, what a great counter for that. And it was per. And they did it. He hit it perfect. And then yeah, he doesn't get the two, so he complains to Marty. And in his, in in his distraction, catches the the hidden blade right to the freaking face, and it hits so hard. Which begs the question. Holy hell, it was good. Which begs the question: Is it even a hidden blade? <laughs> That's right. Hey, I'm about to hit you right in the face. Uh-oh. Oh my god. His and his yeah those those uh, his hidden blade his Chelsea grin were just they were hitting today like the he hit the Chelsea grin and like it made me feel in my body like oh my god those hits to the back of the head are just gnarly. And you know, in light of this hidden blade to the face. I'm not even going to be mad that El Phantasmo takes a pinfall loss at 15 minutes and six seconds instead of to a into a storm cutter. Yeah. It was. It's, I think that would have put down any reasonable man. He he uses the yeah he uses the hidden blade as a finisher. He's finished people off with with hidden blade, so that's that's fine. He caught it dead on, perfect hit, not paying attention, so completely defenseless. Like yeah. it, it yeah it, in, it in stacks the face. up, it lines up. Not, not also, even to the back of the always, head in the face. Exactly. And I can always take solace in the fact that he hit that, uh, he hit the counter and hit the Spanish fly off the second rope, which looked awesome. Yes. Oh, so God. He, he reversed that Spanish fly, if I recall correctly. He re- yeah, he reversed it into his own Spanish fly, I believe. Well, that, was no, that like, the he, like, was? Uh, like they were, fa- like they uh, reverse flippied instead of front flippied or what, whatever way you're supposed so, to flip on was, a Spanish. It was, it was, yes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was the shit upsy. is what's important. Upsy down. However many points El Phantasmo gets in this G1, it's not going to be enough. Yeah, yeah, it's not. And I'm, af- I'm afraid as the, as the newcomer and still of a slighter build, perhaps will be the one who takes a couple, a couple losses that we disagree with in the, in, in the necessity to get some other guys some points. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad he's here. I know, I know all of his matches are going to be good, so it's... I would tell you who all is in his block, but they're not wrestling tonight, so I have no fucking clue. <laughs> this will be the first time that I'd like to point out that I hate this fucking format. Well, no problem, because I've got a uh, handwritten set of all the blocks here on my score sheet. Very, very good stuff. So, El That's Fantasma, I just want to complain. And, 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 I also made sure to write down what block match this was, so that I would be I able too. to look for it very quickly. This is a D-block match. Yeah, this is to help me learn. Maybe I'll eventually figure it out by the time we're all done. They are in the block with Shingo, Juice Robinson, Yoshihashi, Yujiro Takahashi, and David Finley. Oh, he's going to do all right then. He's going to finish above Finley and Yuge at the very least. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's two. You know, he might, he might finish with he might finish with eight points. <laughs> oh God! If only. I mean, it's, I mean we we, we predict we predicted that he there could would beat be, Yoshihashi. Yeah, we we he could beat Juice. He could he probably won't beat Shingo. I don't think I don't think he's. I, I I think in light of events of night two, he's probably not going to beat Juice. Hmm. <laughs> but I, I I don't know who 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 knows. All right, let's uh let's move on to uh, the next oh, match, great match, which is Sonata versus Jay, and this would have been my number three. That is that is a correct opinion. There, this is this is everything you expect when you get a uh, Jay White versus Sonata. Yeah. Hey, yeah. why aren't we calling? Because uh, Osprey or ELP called Osprey an abominable snowman. Mixed. Why are we calling Sonata an abominable snowman? <laughs> he's all frosty looking. He's got the white furry furry jacket. Yeah, and I'll he's, tell you what quite, it is. He's quite the snowman. I'll now. tell you. What, holy cow! That's a blonde chin strap. That's what really? that's what it is. It's that big. Is that what's throwing me off? Something was off. That might have been it. Yeah, the whole the whole thing was throwing me the whole time. Okay, Jay White has an excellent sizzle reel showing his myriad championships, including the greatest championship <laughs> of all, dropping Okada right on a smug face. <laughs> Jay slams Sonata into the rails so hard he slammed himself into the rails. Is. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. You know, I I feel like the main problem with Sonata and this is going back to you know Sonata being like I wanted to win using my style of wrestling and it's just like mm-hmm. okay, but everyone else's styles constantly evolving, so just evolve your just evolve your style a little. I mean, do you really feel like you get anything new out of a Sonata match? No, that's exactly my point. Is like. This is exactly the match I thought it was going to be. This is why it was the third of the night, because Sonata just doesn't bring anything super interesting. And what is interesting, I've seen before. So it's not exciting in any way. It's just it, you, you hit all the spots you think you're going to hit. There's a couple a couple moments. He, he plays nice. but And with someone like Jay, Jay's not going to force it out of him, because Jay's more than happy to, to wrestle the match where he's just grinding you out. And, and, I, that, and, that, and that's not going to, bring, that's not going to uh, elevate Sonata. Also, I don't have any Sonata-based notes. But all my all my notes are about things Jay White did. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, aside I, from, I the, ch- aside from the chin notes, strap, being a snowman, the ch- the chin strap was the only thing Sonata brought to the match. Yeah, he's relegated to appearances only. Jay keeps chanting Sonata, not loud, oh, yeah. not not loud enough for anyone but Sonata to hear for mo- most of the time, and like it was the whole me, time under his breath. It was so funny. Yeah, because to me, it's like. Are you just trying to piss the guy you're wrestling off? Like in real yeah. life? Like that that if if you know, he's just maybe he's presuming the cameras could pick him up, but like he's he was, oh, it was loud enough. I I mean, I guess he was definitely not saying it loud enough for people in the crowd to hear. I think I I think so cuz I mean, it's pretty quiet in there. I think I think he was loud enough to be heard. I, the fact that he was kept saying it, it wasn't always making a like complete show of it. I thought was just the best part. It was like even if it was like he had the he had him uh locked up from behind or something like that. Just, just still chanting in his ear. <laughs> sonata, Sonata. Now call me crazy. But I'm pretty sure Sonata didn't lock that paradise lock incorrectly like both Mm-mm. of Jay's hands were crossed, but it didn't look mm-hmm. like they were being held together by anything other than the fact that he was just sticking his hands out th- in between his All legs. All part of his master plan. 
I was he's the catalyst. I was kind of hoping that he'd roll out of it and you know grab Sonata and then you know maybe Kevin be like, oh my god, Sonata didn't lock it in right. And Jay mm. knew that he was playing possum, <laughs> but but he didn't. He just, he he sold it like a good boy. So good mm-hmm. good for him. That would be good. Jay gives Sonata an uppercut and accidentally gets his smart balls kicked through the roof of his brainy head. <laughs> that, that was funny. Yeah, the, the one, the, like the one part of the match was where I was like, "Oh, something interesting might happen." That was very interesting. But then, but but then they didn't really make anything. But then the rest of the match happened. <laughs> Based on the last five minutes of that match, it hurts me to rank this match number three. Nevertheless, Jay White hit mm-hmm. Blade Runner after jamming his fingers into Sonata's bum eye and wins in mm-hmm. 18 minutes and seven seconds. And the last five minutes was good. That's they, they are good. I was I always like a like a a, a Jay White match race to the finish because like he sets it up and you know it's like all right we are in the final act here and like something's going to happen at any moment and you just you feel that tense back and forth and it's but. And it could go either way. You never know that it's going to go Jay's way or against Jay. But you always know you're, you're moments away from it. He makes it very clear. And that Blade Runner comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's what happened to Okada. Sucker. <laughs> and, and also it Before came out... Before he got rolled out of the ring so he could pin Adam Cole. And, and, also it, uh, and also it happened to him a bunch of times after everyone in Bullet Club drummed him. It just comes out of nowhere sometimes. It's, you never know. Mm-hmm. Can't even stop. Can't help it. Well, we're on to our main event of the night, which ranked number two, and om- almost a crime to give this match number two because it was a very good match. But Osprey and El Fantasma were just so good. Mm. Yeah, I thought I thought this um, this had to go number two just because I thought something was lacking based off of their last match had such great stakes like. I, I hate to penalize a match because what's going on in the ring isn't necessarily, it's not fair to base it on the story on the outside. They can't help what the story's going on, the context that they're in. But like without those, those that G1 final stakes, like it just didn't feel quite as good. It was a good match. Very good match. And, and Cobb went toe-to-toe. Like he, he matched Okada majority of that match. It was very impressive. I, I think my problem with that match is that Jeff Cobb should have won um, I if 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 you're yeah if we're pinning a loss on Okada, this would have been my my iron lock of the week of of the se- my shoe in of the week stone cold lock of the century of the oh, week. yeah my stone cold lead pipe lock of the week. Well, lock l- of look the century. look at I mean this is this is the Haas block. Did we did you name all mm-hmm. these blocks? Oh shit, I didn't do that. This uh, is the Haas block. Yeah, I did. Okay, they're they're debuting next week. But, oh, you know, Okada is going to beat Tom Lawler, and he's going to mm-hmm. beat Jonah, and he's going to mm-hmm. beat Bad Luck Fale. Mm-hmm. Maybe he might lose to Yano. Mm-hmm. He's going like Lan- to beat Lance Archer, probably. Yeah. Oh, God, but that would be great if he didn't beat Lance Archer. And, mm. and, and, he beat, and he beat Jeff Cobb, and, like, you're right. It's like, if there was a person to lose to... Perfect uh, sense. Of, of course. Early on, too. They love early on. Of course, also knowing New Japan booking, like they're gonna be like Okada's the only person to have a perfect G one climax or whatever. Except mm. like you're gonna have to slap a big fat asterisk right next to it because mm-hmm. this don't count. There's only seven people it's, in the block. Get out of here with that nonsense. It's it's sitting right there in their face. 
You make every group fucking eight people, and then every night can be your four matches of a block. It's, and then we get to do a ceremonial reading of the points that actually matters. And our show format is saved. Why not? Why not do that? They could find four more guys. Yeah. They, they could have found Seven is such an annoying number. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, whatever. It's, it's fine. But I, I, think, I think Cobb should have won. And thinking about it, like, I think Okada could have been wrestling the reanimated corpse of Randy Savage and he still would have fucking won the match because it's like night one. Because <laughs> well, he's fighting a zombie. Like, their, their muscular structure is deteriorated. They can't possibly use their physical abilities like they once did to execute the moves at the same level that would make any impact on a top-class athlete like Kazuchika Okada. Oh, yeah! Okada's number one cream of the crop. Macho Man. I'm here to eat your brains. Snap into your brains. Dig it. I tip my my hat to you. It's all eaten by moths and worms. Yeah. Or I would tip it if it wasn't melded into what's left of the flesh on my scalp. Don't worry, old Macho Man's gonna get a win over filthy Tom Lawler next week. So it's okay. I've only seen him in the commentary so far. I'm I'm excited to see my first Tom Lawler match. Have you, uh, did you happen to, uh, catch him do his, uh, no pants dance? <laughs> no, I'm, I literally know, like, so little about him. I might have, I don't even, he must have been on that show, the, the one that was at the Rose Bowl with Archer and Tanahashi. Was he on that show? Ah, who cares? Who cares? He might not have been. I, I don't think I've ever seen the dude, so I just know he's got, he's got pretty big ears. I, I watched, I watched the, uh, I watched the entire show for the first two nights, so that's, you get mm, you get a little man. bit of Tom Lawler. But regardless, all right, Cobb and Okada. Ooh, Okada with a new robe. Jeff Cobb. Ah, yes. Not amused. Not amused by the new robe whatsoever. Unimpressed. 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 Just a robe. Cobb plucks Okada out of a leapfrog and throws him <laughs> into the stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> and there's our feet of strength. Uh, yeah, he always figures out a different way to do it, and that one was fun. Just right, caught, caught him right out of the leapfrog. Cobb doesn't quite get the deadlift superplex, but makes up for it by drop-kicking Okada off the top of the turnbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna get that, he's gonna get that drop-kick in, you know it. He then hits a gut-wrench superplex, which is dope, and gets a replay. Hmm. Only replay of the night, I think. Oh, no, there was, there was another one. Cheeky Cobb hitting a tombstone and then not releasing it and going oh. for another one. And the crowd is just going absolutely fucking nuts at this point. Mm-hmm. Cobb hits a rainmaker and damn near flies halfway across the ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, he <laughs> just... Was that the, was that the, ra- or was that the tombstone that uh, before? Was that the tombstone that Okada then reversed the third one? Uh, that happened, or was that another spot? Yeah, I, th- I think he, he. Yeah, I think so. I thought I thought that was a bit strange. Like I've taken two tombstones, but I've got the wherewithal to can't give you a tombstone back. To give you a tombstone back, okay? You're dead. You're dead. Cobb blasts Okada with a forearm at the 20 minute mark. Mm. <laughs> that was that one fight. He just fucking popped him. Just a real good yeah. forearm. Mm-hmm. Goes for tour of the islands and Okada furiously pounds on his back to get out of it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Whatever. <laughs> it worked. 
It's a uh, th- that's a desperation maneuver. He, this man can make even the most cowardly move look dignified. <laughs> Okada hits Cobra Flosion and then blasts Cobb with a really solid Rainmaker and gets a pinfall mm, victory yeah. in 21 minutes and 30 seconds. And that Rainmaker gets a replay. <laughs> after, oh, yeah, yeah, it did. It yeah, did. after the bell. Uh, replay, I was, I was actually a little disappointed because in live, it looked like he was going to... It looked like you could almost do a full rotation. It wasn't quite as spectacular on, on replay, but it was a good that was a good one. Yeah. I mean I think it just got it because it was the end of the night. Whatever. They, they they had another replay they hadn't used up, so their budget gets shrunk if they don't use all their replays up. So that's the uh that's the end of night one. And it's so short. Yeah. It it's it's short, but it's you know, it's gonna make things faster for us and you know, you you get it made up to you by having like a whole extra show of us this week, so or this month. So there's there's We're that. all fortunate. Yeah. And actually the way that they uh you're actually getting still getting fewer shows because the way that they scheduled it out this year is there's less times that we're, I'm doing just you know, a one mm-hmm. a one show show. Yeah. So In and out, baby. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to some post-match comments. Ah, uh, a message of confidence and bravery from Toriyado. Oh, God, someone switched places with me. I can't win. He's way too big. <laughs> He's really big. <laughs> Yujiro comes out. Hey, Finley, no need to get nervous. I'll show you the ropes in this G1. You know what I'm saying? You just talk about the rope. You know what I'm saying? I'll teach you about G1 Climax, baby. Keyword is Climax. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at least that's what I imagine is going on in his head. In two, in two weeks when we finally have our first match. Oh, uh, yeah. Taichi comes out. The value of the tag belts has gone to crap since Zack and I last held them. That's true. Zach, Zach Saber Jr. comes out. That, that's it. It's, it's true. <laughs> Zack Saber Jr. comes out. What is this? The biggest G1 ever, and I have to wrestle the same dickheads I have to wrestle year in and year out. <laughs> C Block, what does it stand for? Champion? No, it's for Chodes. Ooh, Chodes. Somehow, no one has called it Cock Block yet, and that just seems like the natural name hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Juice with the United States champion slung over his shoulder. As the IWGP United States champion, it's my job to hit you with some facts. Uh, he is not the United States champion, by the way. He is, right? <laughs> just, just in case you don't know what's going on. Three years ago, I may as well have been a fucking Muppet. And I beat Shingo then. Now I'm rock motherfucking hard. And if you think Shingo is going to beat me, you're fucking stupid. Uh, I don't care what anyone uh, says. Cussing is funny. It's cussing hilarious. is funny. It's, it's I was going to say, I'm, Juice, Juice hasn't done it for me yet, but cussing is good. You, you know, Jer- Jerry Seinfeld has famously gone on record saying, he's like, oh, I had this uh, joke about Superman, and I would use the F word, and it would always get a laugh, but when I didn't use the F word, and I didn't get a laugh. So, you know, I was thinking, like, I'm going to figure out a way to make this joke funny. And I was like, you got one right there, Jerry. It's the yeah, F yeah, word. Yeah, you already know the way. Say fuck. Yeah, it's, you, you, you didn't learn that the joke wasn't funny. You learned that cussing is funny. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. 
You've expanded your horizons. Greatest of all time, my ass. <laughs> Will Smith doesn't have to cuss on his records to sell records, but I do, so fuck him and fuck you too. I don't want to go to fucking Miami. <laughs> my parents are there. They are driving me crazy. Parappa. <laughs> Uh, Kenta comes out and in English says, Konnichiwa, Japan. I'm so excited to be here. I love this country. I love this culture. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> I can't wait to see you soon. Aishitimasu, Japan. Thank you. And then in Japanese says, What did you think of my first time in Japan act? <laughs> I thought it was very good when he said, I love this culture. That's, that's just key level. Good making fun of white people. <laughs> what do you think of my first time in Japan, Act? Here, let's sit. What's the deal with Zack <laughs> Sabre Jr.? <laughs> uh, uh, this is why we should drink on every show. Wow, I know, this is gold. Gold, Jerry, gold! <laughs> What's the deal with Zack? He will always be a young boy to me. I do have one complaint. Have you seen the G1 promotional material? I'm I'm not mad that I was left off it. But why was Yoshihashi on there? There's better choices. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be me, but him. What I wanted to say was my autobiography comes out on the 26th. This is the first and last time I'm going to mention it. And as the camera concentrates on Kenta leaving the frame, it looks back one last time to where he was <laughs> revealing a copy of his autobiography that's been left in his stead. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to read that book now. And, I'll buy it and look at the pictures. And it wouldn't be the G1 climax without Tanahashi's corp in the backstage area. <laughs> Losing the opener and then coming back to win the whole thing sounds pretty cool to me. Me too, Tana, me too. I like it, I like it. And it wouldn't be G1 Climax without El Phantasmo's corp in the backstage area. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just crawls across the entire backstage area shouting for water. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Osprey comes out. You know what the D stands for? Design. This block was designed for Slick Billy with the Big Willy. <laughs> uh, and Okada says, I'm not a small man, but Cobb can throw me like a paper airplane. It is true. This concludes the events of night one of G1 Climax 32. Bones, any final thoughts? What a wonderful opening night, even if Tanahashi had to lose to that Bominari. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to go to a commercial break. There's just going to be no further ado. It's so hot. I don't have air conditioning on this side of the house until, mm -hmm. until Thursday. So hopefully next show I'll be living large and in charge and brand new air conditioning, baby. We'll see you really soon. General Slamhammer, Admiral House Fleet is advancing on the harbor. We need orders. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of flow and tell, and I've kind of decided that this whole revolution thing, it's for the birds. 
birds? Sir, how can you say that? Oh, easy. Because I'm a coward! Form a talent and treacherous manifesto, and if you listen to it, you are a traitor and a coward! A traitor and a coward! Don't forget dumb, Daniel. I am not Daniel, and you are not Bonesaw. Oh, yeah! I mean, oh no! If you are a traitor and a coward, listen to Flow and Tell at JabrodyU.com. If you are not a traitor and a coward, listen to Dude Jabrody Pro Wrestling at JabrodyU.com. And we're back with the same commercials from last year because we haven't recorded them yet. <laughs> what are you talking about? Those are brand new. <sighs> Just goes to show you don't listen to the show enough. Either that or you're drunk. Night not two. Exclusive. The G1 Climax rolls on, and we're getting drunker. Because our anniversary, not baby. Not for long. I, like I said, I'd already started this beer before, and I, you know, I kind of had to kick into it three quarters of the way through, trying, uh, to, trying to stretch it out for this last night. Next year is our wood anniversary. Barrel-aged. Woo! We should drink... There's, there should be wood-themed kind of something or other. Maybe a little chartreuse. Maybe a little charcuterie board, or just drink it out of wooden cups or something. Yeah, yeah we get sake and drink it out of those square cups. Oh. Very, drink it out of corners. What a stupid idea. <laughs> ah, a stupid juice idea. That... We'll, get, we'll get sake juice boxes again instead. <laughs> oh, boxes. God. Those, those are, make you think of wood. Oh, God. Either that or maybe we can go back up to St. Pete and get those uh, fancy bottles with the wood labels on them. Some there's some brewery that had some kind of sour mm. beer. I don't remember exactly what brewery it was. They had Green wood, bench, probably. Wood, wood, yeah, it, yeah. Actually, it was. It was Green Bench. And wood labels. They got a good sour program, a good cellar program. Whatever <sighs> program they got, good. They do good off stuff. All right, night two, Hokkaido Prefectural Sports Center again. Oh, it is the same place. Okay, I thought they changed. when I watched my video from one night to the next i thought the location had shifted all right so that explains the chi- the tai chi home home crowd uh family was in the crowd tonight and we're we're starting the block off hot with tai chi versus ishii which you know this one's you already know straight away this one's going to be good i uh i got i got, I got something for you mr kate yeah you watched uh, over by the almighty ones they unleash their fury Perfect soul caliber quote for this match. Oh yeah, ah oh, yes, yes we will. We're we the will, almighty ones. We will continue to do that. We will continue to do that every time there's a tai chi match. I had this one. Uh, what I thought was going to firmly be in number one, and then I had to move it down to number two. Yes, this one. This one. This one was good enough where it was, could have been a number one, but I knew what was coming up later. I'm like, this is gonna end up being number two, but this is gonna. This was excellent, excellent. E- easily on another night could have been a number one. And you knew it was gonna be a number one because even before the bell rang, Ishii already strides over to Taishi's corner and slaps him in the face. Uh, yep. <laughs> The bell then rings, and Taichi immediately slaps the fucking taste out of Ishii's mouth. It makes him fall down, and Ishii's like, kind of like, looking at him like, what the fuck? Where did that? What did I do to deserve this? Uh. Ishii then calls Taichi by his Christian name. He calls him Taichi Shikari. How dare he? Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's bla- blasphemous. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Ooh, Taichi... 
gets all of that power bomb. Oh I yeah, I don't have a ton of notes in in this match because, no. but you know that's that's the thing with an Ishii match. It's mm-hmm. it is implied that everyone hits and gets hit really really hard unless it gets so mm-hmm. hard that it's worth talking about, which like yeah. right at the beginning of the match. Yeah, no, I was just I was just super impressed because it's, it's something we've known for a while now. But it's like we always say like you have the Ishii match, like you're gonna have an Ishii match, and the other guy is going to wrestle an Ishii match. It usually means he's at a disadvantage, and this is why he can win his matches 50% of the time. It's a toss-up. Taichi's one of those ones, like, he can he can fight that style perfectly well when he is motivated to and win that match against Ishii. Because he's, like, he's such a, like, just a big, burly striker. When he wants to just, like, set his feet and hit, he can do it. And he can keep up with someone like Ishii. It's crazy. I always forget that he's really good at kicking which is I, I like I like when he takes the forearm strikes, but he returns a kick instead of doing his own forearm strike. He's a good kicker. Yeah, which is which is funny because I think we should never forget that he's a good kicker, considering mm-hmm. how he had that G one match with Kota Ibushi where they did nothing but kick each other. Still one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. God, I kind of want to watch that match again. I might I might go back and watch that like tonight. Taichi blasts Ishii with an elbow and hits Black Mephisto for the win. Fifteen minutes, twenty one yeah. seconds. Did you notice this as well? Throughout the match, at the beginning, at the and especially at the end, Mihabe had a lot more. She was a little bit more like exuberant, uh, excited energy. Like normally, she's a little bit more demure and concerned about Taichi, but she was just like she just had a whole different vibe. It was kind of it was interesting. I don't know why I was noticing that. It's because she knows it's night one of G one, baby. And she knows she knows he had no business beating Ishi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those two beat the piss out of each other and they get Fantastic. a main event wrap up music for doing so oh I didn't even catch that yeah I just, it, it, was just, it, it was just for a little bit It was it, they, mm-hmm. they got about 30 seconds of it and then it went back mainly because it has to go, go, go back to Taichi's excellent theme music ah yes okay moving on Jonah vs. Yano uh, num- number 4 uh you know, I, I wrote this note in here somewhere, but I'm going to say it straight up. Not the best Yano match I've ever seen. No, I, I, my, 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 my note was it's an entire summary of the match. Yano gets beat up, hits a low blow, wins by countout. Yeah. Like, he just got his ass beat for a bit. I was really expecting, especially when, when Jonah found a couple rolls of tape early on. I'm like, all right, here we go. Something, something fun. But nothing, nothing zany got going. And this would have been, a, it seemed like a good guy to get some hijinks in with. So, first off, this Jonah fool stole Cody Behringer's mask, okay? He stole Mr. Behringer's mask, straight straight away. I thought it was Shingo's mask for a second. Yeah, well, he he (laughs) probably did that too. And as for the... I'm uh, I'm telling Mr. Behringer, he's not going to be happy about this. You know, I had a completely different way, uh, takeaway from him pulling pulling the tape off of Yano, which was, what the hell are we paying you for, Marty? Oh, pfft. Yeah, too too busy checking out Jonah. You need to be spending all that double double time on Yano. Man has a record. <laughs> a record as long as the roll of tape in his waistband. Uh, I I will say one one thing that happened in the match that that kind of made me snicker. It looked like Jonah was going for a Luthez press, but he's so huge that Yano just turned horizontal in midair. So it was uh, more like a seated senton than anything. Mm. It's like I don't it's recall. like it's like he went up for it and like just didn't get high enough, mm-hmm. and then like 
he should have crashed on top of him, but like he's mm-hmm. so big that Yano just immediately turns sideways in, in midair. Huh. And yeah, Yano on the outside pulls Homer Badman Tito into Jonah. <laughs> That's, he did give him a double low blow. I don't get anything for Homer Badman Tito. No, I don't. I don't know the man. I don't know who this person is. I barely get the joke. What did he do? I don't get anything for Homer. Bad. The joke is just oh, Homer, yeah, Homer Badman. Bad I'm like, well, how is that relevant to any of this? It's not. He's just Badman Tito. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. See, I don't know. He's Badman Tito. See, that's how. Oh, I'm awesome. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, now he, you get he, points. Yeah. For hits both of them in the kazuchkas. Uh, wins by a count out nine minutes and one second. So what? give me. Let me help. Let me, let me get this straight real quick. Um, so Red Shoes sees you bash somebody on the outside with a chair. As a result, he's going to come out and check on you and give you a few extra seconds to compose yourself before he starts the count. At count 16, he sees Yano blast them both right in the kazuchkas. It continues on with his count, unabated. What's well, the consistency on that? Well this, is Ma- well, this is Marty Asami, first off, not Red Shoes. All right, whatever. Name, name a referee. I mean, look, yeah, the thing is, Red Shoes knows to be super lenient sometimes because he knows the crowd's mm. going to get angry if he throws out a match. So he you no, know, uses, exercises his there. excellent discretion in order to uh, give the crowd what mm. they want. Mm. Mm. Okay. He also da- dances all over the ropes and does popularity contests. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he used to. The crowd's been very silent for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. They're just not reacting to that spot anymore. So he's 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 phased it out. All right, enough talk. It's time for the main event. <laughs> Almost. And by which I by which I mean the number one match of the night. <laughs> yeah, this match was really good. And I didn't I didn't realize I wanted to see Kenta versus Zack Saber Jr. until I saw it on the card and then mm-hmm. saw them talking to each other. I was like, oh man, so. I know that I always want to see Kenna in a match, and I know yes. that I always want to see Zack Sabre Jr. in a match, and his the quality of yes. his matches have only like been astronomically better than they have been in the past. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is going to be the one for the night. Mm. We did get this match last year, though, too. Kenta won that one. Did we really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were both A-block. Well, it's like Zack Sabre Jr. said, he has to wrestle the same dickheads he's been wrestling year in and year out in this block. <laughs> exactly. It's the C block. The cock block. But I mean, the block, the block of chodes. Making me think that something was being brewed up. Apparently, these guys have some history together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so lots of good striking until Zack Sabre Jr. Yep. nearly twists Kenta's foot off. And then Kenta, <laughs> hit, Kenta hits a kitchen sink that just sends Zack flying to the outside of the mm-hmm. ring. Oh, like, I love a good kitchen sink. It it looked so gnarly. <laughs> like, it was very good. It, like, it was very sloppy, but, like, Zack Sabre Jr. Sold, sold it to mm-hmm. hell. It was, it, was, it was great. This ain't Best of Super Jr. This is G1 season, baby, which means there are now barricades for Kenta to mercilessly <laughs> slam Zack Sabre Jin, Jr. into over and over and over again. Barricades are back. Zack kicks Kenta in the back. Kenta does it harder. Zack says, give me another <laughs> chance. And then it's instead <laughs> wrenches Kenta's neck twice. <laughs> That's good. I, I kind of knew it was coming. And I was, oh, and I was yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm, just how is it coming, though? Yeah, it, it's, it's just almost like, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. has been wrestling some 
pretty clean matches lately. And it's not that he necessarily did anything dastardly. It's just he subverted my expectations, and it was great. <laughs> oh, God. They have a really great strike exchange that ends with Zack Sabre Jr. drop-kicking Kenta right before the 15-minute mark. And that... Mm-hmm. They, they were just hitting... They, like... On a night where Ishii is having a striking match with Taichi, who is a sleeper, a good striker, mm-hmm. but Ishii out loud, a good striker. I didn't think I was going to get as good a striking as we got from this. And mm-hmm. whatever, whatever I see Kenta really go like, you know, the old Kenta. <laughs> yeah. Going, going balls to the wall like this. And Zack Sabre Jr. Like meeting the same intensity. Like, Oh man, I'm so good. Yeah. Oh, he was th- he was throwing some mighty palm strikes of his own. Oh, those Kenta palm strikes were so great. Oh, it, it was they were fucking mean. They were oh, they were so cruel. They, yeah, they were they were so mean. And he that's always like the one part of the match that that you could count on is that spot that mm-hmm. he likes to do where he just slap slap slap. But they were all like extra fucking nasty this go around. And it <clears> was <throat> it was good. Uh, Zach runs into a knee and it's, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh God! It was oh, oh. twenty minute mark. Uh, second Basaiko knee, but Kenta says this ain't over. He lets Zack Saber Jr. out of a guaranteed three count to kick him in the head one last time. <laughs> uh, he did. That's that's the techers he's always talking about. And you know, it reminds me of that text message that I sent you uh, earlier today where Will Ospreay did a <laughs> one-winged angel on someone and then made them get their arm up at three and then wailed uncontrollably like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy was able to kick out of the one-winged angel. This is absolutely so ridiculous. Oh, sh- Shades of Katie Obey, it was perfect. It was such a good, it was such good whining. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, the, the kicking the kicking was what, what really set it off. Uh, no, you know, actually, you know what set off is that a douchebag like Will Ospreay was doing it. <laughs> so cruel. So mean. So petty. Oh, God. Kenta lets him out of a, th- of a guaranteed three count again and proceeds to slap the piss out of him. And then Zack finally catches one of those slaps and makes Kenta tap out in 21 minutes, 33 seconds. Then Kevin Kelly afterwards says, I've never seen you win... I've never seen you win where you were that close to the brink of losing. And Zach's like, hey, yeah, that's one way of looking at it, Kevin. <laughs> Cut the shit, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I was resting. Narrative on me. I was resting. It's important to rest when you need to. <laughs> <laughs> uh. gra- graciously, graciously got himself out of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Cut the shit, Kevin. <laughs> And yeah, that was a ooh, that was a good match. It was a good it match, a really and it gets match. number it gets number one because that's right. It was good. And this match, uh, I thought was a. I really thought that this match was going to be a toss up for like, well, you know what? And it was a way. I was like, this match is either going to be really good, or it's mm-hmm. going to be just okay. And mm-hmm. as justified by its number three ranking, it was just okay. I mean, it's going up against a couple. We, as we said, Tai Chi Ishii on another on, on another night could have been a number one. So it's not like that. It, it, but this firmly belonged as a number three. It just didn't have 
for me, it just didn't have very much. Uh, I think if there sizzle. was if there was another match on the card, it still probably would have been number three. I agree. Yes, this is this is better than most matches, but not better than the great matches. Yeah, third third places, third third places. Uh, you know, very good match still, but mm-hmm. there's just there's just less matches, so it sounds like it's worse than it is because it is because this match was worse than it should have been. You guys suck, and by guys I mean you, Juice. Don't put this on Shingo. So we so we move on to our main event match. The United States champion, Juice Robinson, <laughs> for Shingo Takagi. I wanted Osprey to come out and just snatch the belt back while he was wrestling. I was kind of hoping that would happen because he laid, he laid it down very gingerly mm-hmm. on the side of the ring. Yeah, so like, oh, just very, have, just have Will camera. come out and steal it. Come on. So, yeah. And we know that Will Osprey's in the cock block, and this is a D block. Mm. So, D for design. Dying for, designed for big, big, slick, slick Billy with the big will. <laughs> okay, I perpetually love Shingo's two steps ahead of you style. He went for mm-hmm. a standing senton as he normally does, but Juice moved and Shingo caught himself, so he, he so he didn't hit the move. Like, I love, I, I, I love that Shingo is allowed to wrestle that style. Like, yeah, it, it, it makes me have a, a much higher opinion of him, and I already have a very high opinion of him. Yeah, super, super high. Juice hangs Shingo's Dragon Balls up on the barricade, rolls into the ring. You like that? I did. <laughs> rolls into the ring and says, count that bitch out. That's right. That's right. That was great. <laughs> that was pretty good. I was just, but, but here's the thing. Like, So, new Juice hasn't really won me over anything special. Kind of still feel like it's just Juice Robinson cosplaying as Jay White, and maybe it's still just all a joke. Not sure what I think yet. But his, his cussing is funny. Because it just seems like that's all he's done. It's all motherfucking hard. He's just, he's just cussing now, he, he, he and it be, works. He, he do be works cussing. to a degree. He do yeah. be cussing. It's a good start. All right, Shingo stealing Juice's chance by doing the arm pump thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I knew uh, that was, I knew and, for something sweet. And and then stealing his, and he's stealing his punches too. Uh, it's hey, great. You know what? Not only did he steal his punches, but Shingo throws hands better than Juice. Like. Way better. Those punches were great. Yeah, and he and he did your uh, two steps ahead of you. Went to wind up for that last one and hit him with the DDT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went for the left hand of God. Nope, fooled you. <sighs> but those left hands were good. His 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 jabs were great. No, it's it's true because how many five star matches does you know Juice Robinson have versus Shingo, who's a fucking best bout machine? Damn right. So, yeah, it's that two steps ahead of you style, man. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Juice hits red shoes in the stomach, proving once again that you cannot get disqualified in New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> no, like, yeah, Juice Juice was aggressive. <laughs> Left hand of God and Pulp Friction, but Shingo kicks out. Like, granted, it you know took him two and a half days to get into the cover. Kind of interesting to see what, what Juice's new finisher is. Not a... Shingo's definitely going to win this match, which is like... Yeah. Nor, normally, under normal circumstances, when that happens, I'd be like, oh, the other person's winning. They, they, kicked, out mm-hmm. of the, they kicked out of the finisher. It looks like Juice's new finisher is just three left hands of God. <laughs> 
Uh, then he, it's actually the rock slide. He goes through the rock slide, but he can't do it and hits Pulp Friction again for a pinfall in 21 minutes and 33 seconds. Kind of sloppy ending. It, yeah, whatever happened with the, the rock. I didn't know he had a new move that he was going for. This is my first just new rock hard, rock motherfucking hard experience. So I was, I was like, ooh, is he going to try to steal uh, Last of the Dragon? That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, no such no such luck. He didn't, he didn't steal anything. He yeah. didn't do anything. He just hit it with. Uh, well, I mean, he's, he's still yeah. he's still a pinfall victory over Shingo Takagi That's for two points. So. God damn, yeah, he fucking stole two points from Shingo. Yeah. Shingo was clearly the better man in this match, and and then the clumsy finish made me really extra un- unhappy that Shingo didn't didn't win this one. Yeah, but I I still like Juice Robinson, and Ju- Juice Robinson always gives us a B plus performance, which we favor here in Studio B plus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we also prefer, you know, a triple plus perform, you know, uh, mm. double S plus, you know, yeah. super S tier matches. I, I prefer those, but a B plus match, you know, is still still pretty good. Yeah. Um, he he cuts his he cuts his promo at the end. Osprey, I'm the U.S. champ. You can't touch me. Fuck you. <laughs> and Kevin, in a statement that parallels the end of that match, says. Well, what a disappointing way to end the broadcast. <laughs> uh, indeed. Indeed. Two disappointments in a row. Well, this one doesn't hurt as hard as Tanahashi losing to Hanare. You know, I was thinking about it as I was writing all these notes, and I was like, this is why I like doing G1 season. It's almost like I'm focusing less on the cool things that are happening in the match and more on just writing silly notes. Hmm. I feel like the opposite sometimes. I, although I only wrote silly notes, I didn't really write much about what happened in the in the matches. But it seems like there's so many good spots in all these matches because everybody I feel like saves up some extra good stuff for this this time of year. What's the deal with Bonesaw undercutting me right now? Woo! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, conflict breeds interest. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the end of the uh, wrestling. On we go to post match comments. Bonesaw, okay, take so, it away. All right, so I, the, what was lining up as the worst, the worst backstage comments I've seen in a while? Finlay comes out with a short stick. I guess it's a shillelagh. Shale, shale, yeah, shillelagh, right? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Kelly said it about eight hundred times. He's got a shillelagh, and he uh, he he compares his accolades to Yoshihashi. Like that's a measuring stick of some kind. It was all very bizarre. And I was, but then I realized he was sitting atop a ladder. Therefore, <laughs> a plus. <laughs> Here at Jabroni U, we love a good uh, atop a ladder promo. Well, I've said it to James and Drew a hundred times, and I'll say it to you. God damn you! <laughs> also, spe- speaking of short measuring sticks, if he's walking around with a shillelagh, yeah, of course he's used to using a short measuring sticks to compare greatness to Yoshihashi. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I mean, in Yoshihashi with the bow staff, I mean, that's like three shillelaghs. Yeah. So it's really not really much of a measurement, anyways. Uh, Archer comes out and insists that the camera is not close enough to his face. <laughs> Once it is indeed close enough to his face, he reminds us that everybody dies. They might actually, they might motherfucking die. I think that might have been the case. <laughs> F- Fale then comes out and tells tells Archer t- t- talks about how Archer's this is bullet club territory and what are you doing coming over here? He says fuck you. ELP's wandering around behind him and you just see over his shoulders like two sweets like kind of floating around like shark spins. <laughs> And then he comes around. He says, "Yeah, fuck you. Who are we talking about?" 
<laughs> and so Folly tells him, Archer. Oh, yeah, fuck you, Archer. Uh, and, call, and proceeds to call him an eight-minute TV wrestler, which I thought was an amazing, amazing insult. <laughs> Ooh, man, and that is... Folly does this for like 10, 15 minutes, so he's going to kick your ass when you guys meet up. Oh, um, that was amazing. Oh, ELP doing big work in small windows. Oh, man, he's he's good. He's good. Oh, my God. Uh, show calls the United Empire imperialists and also scum. <laughs> okay. Well, I liked imperialists as, a, as an insult, but also scum. They see how they scum. Uh, oh, Great Ocon is super proud of all the United Empire's matching outfits. They've got a united color scheme now, black and gray and silver. Uh, Cobb shakes his booty and Great Ocon gives it a pat. He's still uh, in the Vegas frame of mind. They've got some sort of like collaboration with the designer now, so they're big and fancy. Ah. And apparently they've got a bunch of other allies who are all over Great Ocon's trousers. And uh, he tells the world, if you want to be allied with us, just slip that cash into our DMs. <laughs> <laughs> there was not enough Great Ocon in the night one comments. <laughs> oh, man, there was. Uh, he went off for a long time, and it was it was captivating like he is he is figuring himself out as a promo like even when he's doing the generic talky talk like about how great they are it's like still is he's he's figured himself out and he lets us know at the end that in these fine threads they will conquer the g1 (laughs) fantastic (laughs) hands off to osprey Osprey calls House of Torture the House of Pussies. Uh, Great Ocon. (laughs) And no surprise, Great Ocon really likes that one and laughs maniacally. But Jeff Cobb is immediately confused and goes stone-faced for a second, very perplexed. It's it's hard to understand. I I watched it a bunch of times. He seemed to say something to the extent that I imagine of like, you know, that doesn't actually sound that bad. We We should go there. And then, so they all decide that they're all they're all out. They're all out to the House of Pussies. Oh God! I think I think that's what it was. And if it's not what they all said, it was really close. And we're gonna go with it. Because I'm book I'm booking backstage commentary now. Uh, Jay White comes out. The Today Show, To Jay Show continues. That's a hard one to say. First guests. They're already digging pretty low on the well. They got Jay Owens as their first guest. So I don't see a big future for this. Uh, this show might not get picked up. You know, he said something about the Today Show on the uh, first night, and I was going to write, he said Today Show. Very clunky name for a show, but I didn't yeah. even bother. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to be hearing, I think we're going to be hearing a lot about that. Uh, and then they say some stuff, and they, they do great. Good for them. Congratulations, Bullet Club. Still his era. Uh, Tanahashi comes out. Uh, he's still a little, he's a little down still. He says, uh, I've dropped my last four openers. Learned that, I learned that from a tweet. Uh, and then he says, it, "This is this is why this is why I couldn't help but love him. This this earnestness, this this seriousness." He says the robe I wore yesterday was filled with feathers, and he has a handful of of feathers. And every time I wear I wear it, some of the feathers come off. The feathers may scatter, but Tanahashi will not. <laughs> How nice! Yeah, you you wear that old coat, and it, it it wears out. It loses some of its luster, but it doesn't go away. And neither will Tanahashi. And in a thousand years, even though my body may depart and the feathers will scatter to the four corners of the earth, the wind will still silently say, if you hold your ear up to a magical conch shell, Tanahashi. <laughs> Tanahashi. Or, or something. I don't know. Lowenstein. Tanahashi, or not Tanahashi, Taichi comes out, uh, stumbling across the floor. That's enough of that. 
Don't make me fight Ishii again. <laughs> he thought he thought about calling in from bed this morning, but his mom kicked him out of the house, so he had to come and fight. Plus, his family was here. Uh, but also, the reason that he tried was for his YouTube subscribers. <laughs> when he says that, Miho Abe, who's behind him on the floor, like holds back a smile and starts looking down at her hands, because it was, it was probably pretty funny. <laughs> That man is pragmatic if he's anything. I'm, sh- I- I'm sure the delivery was wonderful. Um, it says, I'm working hard as a wrestler and a YouTuber for New Japan and Bushi Road. So please don't make me fight Ishii again. He's almost 50 and still a monster. <laughs> uh, Jonah and Bad Homer Tito have to spend the night icing their nutsacks. Great night. Great night. Uh. Uh, Yano already wants to quit after realizing this is only his first match. Also, the mayor was there for some reason watching. Uh, uh, well, yeah, why not? Why not? If I were the if I were the mayor of anywhere and there was a wrestling <laughs> event, I'd be like, I'm gonna show up with my mayor's yeah. sash. Yeah, well, I, as soon as I saw that the mayor was there, I immediately imagined he had to be in a sash because that's why you get to be mayor. Uh, Kenta insists that he did not tap. He assumes that the referee that they had in the match was a new ref, but noted that all of the red he was wearing was very lame. It was red shoes. <laughs> It's been a while since he's been here, so you know he's missed some new refs. Uh, he thanks Zack Saber Jr. in English for encourage, for encouraging texts that were sent during his WWE days. But now he hates him. <laughs> Thank you and fuck you. <laughs> what I'm trying to say to this army of thirsty reporters is, I won't be pitching my book here. And then he walks away. And then the camera looks down on the floor, and there's his book. <laughs> He lied on night one. (laughs) He lied. So I think we're going to be. I think we've got our our Kenta thread for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the tournament. Uh, Let's see. Zack Saber Jr. comes out, and unfortunately, he just said a bunch of boring bollocks and said like nice things about Kenta and growing and blah 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 blah. Boo! Personal growth. Boo! Maybe he said Tekkers once. I don't know. There wasn't much there. Uh, Rock Hard doesn't say very much, but he punctuates it. As he's about to walk away, he stops and just says, Fuck you. (laughs) And then uh, Shingo didn't say too much either, but I realized that he talks like DMX. (laughs) Just this sporadic... Uh, And then he tells Juice that he uses his knuckles too much. This is pro wrestling. Open fist. Try to remember. Didn't he punch Juice in the face a whole bunch of times? <laughs> I think Juice did it first, though. Oh, God. But I think he did, yes. So then that concludes night two. Oh, God. I don't think I I don't think I have anything else to uh say about night two other than uh I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the uh rest of the nights coming up. More cussing. Yeah, I feel like we had just enough of a I feel like I've been watching so much AEW lately. Mm-hmm. Like I've been I've been catching it every every Wednesday, like at least yeah. at least for a month before, uh, at least a month before, hidden or yeah, hidden hidden door, hidden door. Forbid, forbidden door, <laughs> for hidden. Uh, so yeah, I've I'm I'm recharged. I'm ready for some mm-hmm. New Japan. Just New yep. Japan stuff happened, and I was like, yes, this is awesome. Yep, yep. I was back in the warm embrace. It felt good. It was pretty cool. 
Oh, excuse me. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. All oh, that Sprite Zero. Ah, oh, yeah. God. Cocktail champions. It's delicious. Gotta have something. Okay. So, we, uh... We're gonna look towards the future here. Future, oh! Future, future, But before we do look towards the future, the Ooh. ceremonial reading of points! Point inclusive as they are. The part you've always been waiting for. And also, I'm going to put down ZSJ versus Kenta. It's going on match of the night roster. Mm. Okay. In the A block, Okada and Toriano on the board with two points. And the B block, Taichi and Jay White with two points. In the C block, Hinare and Zack Sabre Jr., two points. And the D-block, Juice Robinson, Will Ospreay, two points. And we have yet to see from such greats as Tom Lawler, Bad Luck Fale, Lance Archer. I could go on and on. But at no point will looking at these fucking point totals like be anything with any that'll give us any type of satisfaction. Because everybody's going to be off on like what number of matches everyone's had. Like There'll be one sweet spot every few nights where everybody's had the same number of matches. But it'll be so pointless to look at that at any point in between. I hate this. Uh, yeah, it's they should have just added. If you were gonna add four more people to this, who who would you add? That's not my job. I complain and propose uh, propose problems, not solutions. Fair enough. Um, let's let's look. Let's see. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's look to the look at the schedule to see what's coming up on the horizon here. Oh, I didn't know that was gonna work. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, so on July. Uh, the next show's July 20th, and then we don't have any shows until the weekend. So we're going to hit you back on the 22nd. That's when you'll hear from us again. So it's just going to be for night three. And for night three, we've got... Uh, we got a bunch of opening matches. That's fine. Let's go to the actual ma block matches you care about. Right. We got... David Finley versus Yujiro Takahashi in the number four match of the night. We got Tamatanga versus Chase Owens in a tie for number four match of the night. <laughs> we got Lance Archer versus Bad Luck Fale in the number two match. And uh, that's going to be the number one match because the main event is Hiroki Goto versus Tetsuya Naito. Man, what a Man, this dud is of a, a night. This is a B-block kind of night. <laughs> I'd, Damn! Whew, God, I don't know if I'd give it the dignity of calling it a B block night. My God! Uh, look, that's, that's a, that is an insult. This, to is, this is a C block night, unofficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Oof, there at least yeah. maybe some good stuff happening in the pre-show? No, oh. I mean it's pre-show stuff. It can't, by definition. No, there's not. There really isn't. <laughs> There was a pre-show match the other night with Taka Michinoku and Lance Archer on a team. That It was mm -hmm. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I stopped on that one for a few minutes. Uh, yeah, so uh, not the best not the best thing that happened in the uh, middle of the week, but, uh, you know, that's that's what it's going to be. And, uh, okay. you know what? I'm, I'm going to give you some uh, closing business here, and we'll actually... We'll tell you what's gonna happen for the uh, weekend, even though we'll maybe reiterate it again. I feel like you deserve to know what's gonna happen for the weekend, because man, this is a mid midweek set of yeah. matches for. Yeah, we uh, don't deserve that. I mean, 
Honestly, if I had to really pick, I think Lance Archer and Fale is probably going to be a number one match because I just don't see Goto delivering the quality. I I feel like Archer can make up for Fale's shortcomings, but Naito mm-hmm. can't make up for Goto's shortcomings. <laughs> no, I think I think you're I think you're right. That's the only that's the only two that have a chance, but. All right, to check out all the other wonderful podcasts on the Jabroni U Podcast Network, follow the Jabroni University Podcast Network on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JabroniU and at JabroniU.com. There you can follow the exploits on the Allen Club on Why Did We Ever Meet and specifically of Cash Allen on Ceramic Cat. The first two episodes up are up now, and it's, it's fucking mental. Tune into Biff Radio. Be a fly on the wall at Locos Barbershop after hours. Listen to all new hip-hop on Flow & Tell. And draft pop culture on our flagship show, The Draft Podcast. Again, your gateway to follow all of these wonderful podcasts is jabroniu.com. Remember to give all the podcasts a five-star rating and to like, share, retweet, and subscribe. Or else, all we're going to do is Hiroki Goto matches from now on. No! Save me from this hell! Okay. We'll tell you what's coming up for the weekend. Because that middle-of-the-week match is going to be... You know what? Normally we have a uh, normally we, ha- we have drinks for opening events. Well, let's have midweek drinks just just for no reason. I'm gonna need it. Okay, so block matches. C block. We got Zaki Teckers versus Aaron Hanare. We got Yoshihashi in the D block versus Sh- uh, Shingo Takagi. In the A block, we got Okada versus Yano, which I'm sure will be very entertaining. And the main event is going to be a G1 climax. 30 rematch between Tomohiro Ishii and Jay White. This is a good night. Compared to the other night, this is Flamin' Young, though. Yeah. And then on the next night, we'll just give you the, we'll give you the whole weekend. We'll give you the whole weekend. Oh, shoot. Look at that. Got a whole weekend. For D Block, El Fantasmo versus Yujiro Takahashi, which promises to be entertaining. We got Sonata versus Taichi in the B block. We got Jeff Cobb versus Bad Luck Folly in the A block. I really block. want to see that. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I want to see I'm how excited how, about that. I want to see how strong Jeff Cobb really is. He, he is. can throw. I, I if he can throw. He's Okada like a paper airplane. He should at least be able to throw Bad Luck Folly around uh, like a lighter sized medicine ball. Yeah. And in the main event, C-Block action, Hiroshi Tanahachi and Tetsuya Naito. Oh, they had a great match two years ago. I am hopeful that this will also be excellent. So that's that's it. We will... uh, We're going to see... Another opener that Tanahashi lost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, the true loser was Naito. No, he got a lot of points. I don't think he was a loser that year. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, not that year. I'm thinking about last year. Naito's... I'm thinking Naito's probably going to clean up this year. Because... Well, if you just look at everyone in the... uh, He's been hanging back. In the the C block, he's got Kenta, Hanare, Zack Sabre Jr., Goto... Oh, God. Evil. Oh, God. His for the taking. Yeah, there's a, a lot of winnable matches for Naito in there, and you got to believe that they're going to book him. Pre- on mm-hmm. it, uh, 
you know what? Since since it's the first since it's the first show, we did say we were gonna do this. Uh, you want to cast your lot for some winners, or do we? You know what? Let's save that for the midweek show because it's gonna be terribly bad. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need stuff to talk about. Yeah. Also, it'll give you time to name all the blocks, and then that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be good. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't name a winner of a block that's unnamed. That's just odd. No, that's right. And it A block, B block, C block, D block. That's not the right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, no, it's, it's, it's I, I know the uh, by design block and the uh, chode block are decent names, but you yeah. know, I was hoping for perfectly sculpted bone saw approved mm. brand names. I need mm, it. Mm. Yeah, well, and, we and sponsors too. Got got yeah. shout out the sponsors. Yeah. All right, uh, I think we're done here. Uh, bone saw, anything else? Rock motherfucking hard. <laughs> All right. I'm your host, Daniel Slores. No boats. I'll say goodnight to the lovely people. Good night. Hello, Thomas. Welcome to heaven. Wow, St. Peter. Well, I've gone over my list, and everything seems to be in order, so why don't we get these gates open? All right. You got a special place I can listen to Biff Radio in there? Actually, we do have a special place for that. Hell. Biff Radio is blasphemous propaganda. Listen to it and forever forfeit the kingdom of heaven. Thus burning the morning song. This road, you idiots, the Lord again. Home song. Oh, yeah. If you want to be forever banned from eternal paradise, listen to Biff Radio at JabroniU.com. If you don't want to be forever banned from eternal paradise, listen to New Jabroni Pro Wrestling at JabroniU.com.